0: Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome to season seven of the Pro Leading Podcast, "The Truth Behind the Palms." Just hit our two-year anniversary on October 31st, and I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, following along on Instagram. I'm still banned on Twitter, but you guys have just been an amazing and fun community to interact with. I do this all for you. I feel like we're in it together. And you guys have just made these past two years really, really special for me. I know during each break, I kind of go back and forth of like, is anybody listening? (laughs) Does anybody care? But you guys just leave me so inspired. And I just really, really appreciate you all so much. And just thank you for hanging in there with me. And I'm just excited to deliver you another season of amazing content. It's been a long time. I feel like I'm just a born again podcaster today, but bear with me. This is going to be such a great season opener episode. Very excited to announce that this interview is with Sabrina Ellison from the Golden State Warriors. Act like everybody knows who she is because you should all know. But we had such an amazing conversation, and I cannot wait to share it with you. We talked about so many things. She's got such an amazing background as a dancer and performer and really did an amazing job with her entertainment teams over the summer guiding the team through the roughest summer that we probably all experienced so i really am excited to share that interview with you but i do have some stuff to talk about every episode starts with cheer chat and i just want to also say thank you for my birthday wishes you guys i had an amazing birthday you guys were so sweet with all of the birthday wishes i'm just so awkward when it comes to that but i had a great time in san diego with my family and Brittany came along and it just felt good you know when it's your birthday you just feel loved it's just so nice so thank you for that I had a great time you know it had been a long gosh long quarantine and lots of work really busy and so it just felt really nice to unplug and just take a breather me being by the ocean makes me just so so calm and I needed that and you guys have been like really really patient I'm waiting for this season to launch. I'm ready. And there's been a lot of interviews that have taken place and a lot of good content coming your way. And I just can't wait to serve it all up for you guys. You know, I would have started earlier, but that little uh, pro dancing playoffs thing that we did <laughs> took up a crazy amount of time. But it was so much fun. I hope you guys had fun with it. Congratulations to the Atlanta Hawks dancers for securing the championship. I thought it was a fun cool way to celebrate all the performances from last season that, you know, the NBA dancers didn't get to do because their season ended so abruptly. And so I just want to say thank you again for participating in that and, you know, just getting into it because I kind of want to do one for the NFL. You guys have to let me know what you think about the likelihood that we could do it because I've been trying to post as many dance performances as I've been able to see on social media. And I know that not all teams are able to do that, but Man, if there's a way that you guys could like, I don't know, get real scrappy with it and try to like take over a freaking high school football field if you can't get into the stadium. If I were dancing, I'd want to do like a pregame routine where you just, you're traveling the yard lines, you're spread out and you just take over the field and you do a performance and you just, I don't know, get some videographer, the ones that do the heels classes, make a concept video, do something, put some content together. You're allowed as a team to gather, but... I really, really, really want to do one for the NFL, but it's going to take some content or maybe even using content from last season. I'm open, but I need the content to be able to do it. So I know it's been hard. I did the poll because I wanted to see how you guys were feeling. (sighs) Truth behind the palms. Like, what is it really like out there for those who are able to be at games and able to perform? Are you feeling it? Are you not feeling it? Are you just super grateful no matter what to be out there, to be seeing your friends, to be dancing? Or are you kind of like, this is not it. Like, this kind of sucks. I mean, I don't know. You don't want to sound ungrateful, but like, you're so far away from the field. I mean, I've been watching where you guys have been positioned on game day. For those that are out there, it's different. It's not the sidelines. And I don't know what fan engagement's been like. I've seen fans doing selfies where you're like back in the background. And I mean, you're adapting and I guess you have to, right? But based on the poll results... (laughs) 62% feeling grateful out there, just grateful to dance. And 38% said, this is not it. But I did hear from a lot of people who were just saying, like, at least they get to dance. So for those of you who are saying this is not it, be inspired by those in your community who are unable to perform at all. And maybe that'll shift your energy for the rest of the season. But just shout outs to, you know, everybody for hanging in there. I mean, I don't know what kind of protocols you guys have been having to follow, dancing with masks all the things that we were speculating about all summer long you guys are living it and doing a great job I mean the energy is up and apparent at least in the videos and social media so I hope it's going well I really do Y'all have to let me know if anybody's gotten the Rona on the cheer teams. Like, I hope not, but stay safe out there and, you know, just have perspective, I guess. You know, there's people who wish they could dance, wish they could be with their friends practicing. And, you know, if you're still out there doing it, that's a plus because depending on the state and the rules, you know, they could just shut everything down. Anyway, I'll probably be checking on you guys with different polls to see how it's going. But it's Salute to Service Month in the NFL. I tried to wear my little army green, but show your gratitude for the men and women in our military. I think right now, especially, I mean, we all know what we survived last week with the election. Um, congratulations to the president-elect, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the first woman. I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys have all been soaking it up. When I was in San Diego, I was too afraid to like really relish in the moment, but It's just a beautiful thing and so inspiring for young girls to see this change finally in our political system. So where was I going with this? Oh, I was really excited to see how the teams, you know, both in NBA, NFL, probably other sports as well. I'm talking about the dancers, Um, getting involved and getting people out there to vote. I thought that was really a great use of social media. Um, We've been talking about it all summer of using our voice and really being active in the community in that way. And I think that was a victory. So this season, we have some amazing interviews coming up. Like I said, we'll be talking to Sabrina shortly, Um, but I interviewed Kayla Marie Jackson. She is a former Atlanta Hawks dancer and she's a commercial booked and blessed. How do you say it? Whatever. She's been working her butt off as an actress and performer in various like TV shows and concert tours, et cetera. So I'm really excited about that interview. I flipped the tables on Kurt David. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I was on his show, Glory Days, just talking about my time with the Seahawks, and he is an Emmy Award winning TV producer of that show, but he also has a great platform of speaking about transitioning. He's interviewed so many athletes about the transition from doing pro sports and what they're doing now in their real lives, even how they made that transition. So he gave me an interview. So I'm excited to share that with you because I thought his message was really helpful because, you know, our world is changing. And I think you have to have the the right mindset about pivoting to different things and expanding on your your skill set. So I'll share that interview. Then um, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Miss USA pageant. I kind of didn't, but I did see who won. Um, Asia Branch from Mississippi, but it just reminded me, um, we have an interview coming up with Sarah Yarbrough. She's representing Tennessee in the International Junior Miss Pageant, and she reached out to the podcast, and she was a cheerleader in her former life, and I just thought it would be a great interview, and she has a great message on Um, domestic violence and abusive relationships, um, especially for young people. Um, Some really staggering numbers there. So I'm excited to share that interview. And then I met Christia Long. She is the director of entertainment marketing for the Brooklyn Nets. Wonderful interview. I'm super excited to finally meet her. I've been a big fan of the Brooklyn Nets for hella. And it's just like, I finally, finally, I don't know if you guys know, but it's like hard as heck to like reach out to people and put yourself out there and, and just being worried about like rejection and people being like, uh, no, but she was so cool. And I think it's great to hear from some of these directors about what their plans are, how they're viewing virtual auditions. I know somebody asked that question. Do we think that they're going to be moving forward with some virtual um, components of the auditions process in the future? And I think from what I heard from, actually it was a program put together by Sideline Prep. There were some NFL directors there that were saying that There are some aspects that they probably will keep um, moving forward. And I think the NBA has a little bit more of an involved process. So you'll have to listen in and see what Chrissia and Sabrina as well have to say about auditions. And then I'm finally, finally, finally putting together a small group panel discussion around hair for pro cheerleading. Like, all things hair. I mean, and these are businesswomen that have launched their own companies for hair extensions. I want like stylists. If you know of anybody that I should talk to, I'm super pumped about that panel. Um, again, stylists, businesswomen in this space, and I'm hoping we can get that scheduled in November. But that's also coming up on the slate of episodes for the season. There's a couple other things in the works that I won't mention yet. But you guys always know that you can write to me. Let me know what you want to hear about. What episodes you think would be interesting any people that you'd like for me to talk to let me know because this is your platform you can definitely put it together i have a lot more gumption when it comes to like reaching out to people that you guys want to hear from um people that i admire that i'm really nervous about i'm always like a little shy but you guys this interview with sabrina i hope is just sets us all off on the path of like how powerful our voices can be what a great organization is like that allows you to use that voice. It's just a great conversation and you'll learn more about Sabrina and her background. So I will kick it off to her interview. I just really wanted to know how you guys are doing. Like, seriously, I miss you. It's been like four months, which is twice the amount of time that I would normally take as a break. It's on and popping though. Every week you'll have an episode on Wednesdays and I look forward to sharing season seven with you guys. Hi, can you hear me
1: okay? (laughs) Yeah, can
0: you hear me? Yes.
1: Oh, this is awesome. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so, so thrilled. Welcome to the Pro True Leading Podcast. I'm just super thrilled to have you and appreciate your time. (laughs) Dig right in with questions because I haven't met you in person, obviously, but just from surveying this space for the past couple years and all the different teams, both NFL and NBA, I mean. I'm really, really excited to speak with you, just because you know it's not often you get to talk to the leaders of these teams, and I think um, there's just some interesting things that I'm hoping we can touch on,
1: especially after our crazy summer that we've had. So, well, let's thanks say- for having me. I think it's beautiful what you're doing. You're bringing very like honest perspective um, to this world, and I think it's beautiful. And I have respect for you as well. I'm like thoroughly excited to be chatting with you um, equally. So the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to start off, I think,
0: with just your awesome dance experience, because people often don't realize that some of the directors are also performers in their own right. So tell us about your dance background.
1: Oh, another lifetime ago. Um, you know, <coughs> I, actually, I was kind of thinking before this conversation, because you have to kind of, you know, recollect your journey. But I honestly didn't, and this is what I, I'm excited to talk about, like, I didn't actually have dance training originally. At all.
0: Okay, why is this so common? I find it like mind-boggling. There's so many people who's like, I don't have formal dance training.
1: So talk us through that. Kind of crazy that this even happened or the journey just kind of opened up, I guess you can say. You know, I'm Filipino and Pakistani. So mm-hmm. dance is kind of ingrained in both cultures. And so I think my love for dance kind of came from just going to family parties. They're always singing and there's always music and it just I always felt light and and alive when I was dancing. And so in high school, they have, I don't know if in Seattle they have like song teams. In SoCal, they have song teams, which is like a dance team, Mm -hmm. um, which like dances, we still have like palms, but it's not like a cheer squad. So in high school, um, you could try out for the song team, the end of your sophomore year, going to junior year. And I just was like, I really love dancing, why not? And so my best friend, we lived on a cul-de-sac. She took dance classes and um, she's like, okay, well, I'll teach you. Cause I had to like learn how to do a double turn, um, like kicks, jazz, what? like I had zero experience. So we would just at night, like after doing homework, like be in the middle of our cul-de-sac and she would just be trying to teach me all these technical moves, for auditions <laughs> that I had to know somehow. <laughs> and so kind of the rest has been history. Like I made it on that squad and Uh, I just really fell in love with sports performance honestly and then obviously pro dance Mm -hmm. Um, but that's kind of what got me into dance was just being on a team and I don't know I think it's maybe the coaching I've had along the way I I just I, I just felt like a community and love around with my teammates that just kind of transpired as I moved on from team to team and it's just something that I hold as a high value as a coach and really is like the foundation for my teams but that's where I originally started was no experience and then high school <laughs> high well, school no, yeah In college as well or did you kind of just jump right into pros or yeah no I did not jump into pros that's <laughs> a, I feel like my story is kind of crazy so um high school then I went to University of San Francisco I got originally to UC Santa Barbara, but my boyfriend, my high school love went to USF. So I, after a quarter, I moved up to USF and they didn't really have a dance program. They had like a spirit squad. And so, um, I ended up starting like their dance program at USF as well while I was doing the Anaheim angels. So the MLB team, had been bought out by Disney at that point. And so they hired like dancers. So we used to dance in the dugout. So when I'd come home for summers, I would dance for the Anaheim Angels. And then when I was back in college, I was dancing for our basketball team at University of San Francisco. Awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna pause on the baseball part. I think it's fascinating that their cheerleaders
0: or dancers at baseball games too. So <laughs> I was just curious what your role was doing that.
1: It was short lived. I mean, the dance part was like the first year. Um, okay. And then it became more of a spirit squad where you're like throwing out t-shirts and promoting spirit. Okay. But the first year was fun just because I loved to dance. And that was kind of my first experience being in a big, you know, in front of a big crowd. So it was definitely interesting. And I think because Disney took over um, that team, they wanted to add that entertainment value. Um, right. And it turned into more of a spirit team. Promotional as, you know, was exactly. Promotional type thing. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. So you're dancing in college for basketball. And I'm just going to kick it up to Seattle because I was so excited to find out that we share a sisterhood with the Seattle Seagulls at the time. So what brought you to Seattle then? I'm just realizing you're a California girl and then you got up here and how did you decide to audition for the Seahawks?
1: Yeah, great question. So I lived in San Francisco in my 20s and I did the 49ers for six seasons there. And Oh, we skipped that. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. I wanted it. It makes sense uh, to the journey. So... I mean, six years is a long time. I probably had been there for like 30 years because I love my friends. I love the city. But I think it was a point where I knew that I needed to kind of grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not grow up. I mean, just kind of branch, take out. That, branch out, take that next step. And my dad, I actually go to Washington quite a bit other than 2020 yeah. because of everything that's taking place. But my dad bought property um, up in Birch Bay. So it's north of, is it Blaine? It's by Blaine. Okay. And it's right where the border is of Washington, where you go into Canada for Vancouver. Got it. Okay. Do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was about to say, it's probably beautiful up there. It's very north and very, yeah, just like very... Chill, quiet place to kind of just gather yourself. But my dad bought property up there and he was like, you know, why don't you just kind of come out this way and learn the business a little bit? And just it's a way for you to kind of segue out of the city and kind of figure out what your next step is. Mm-hmm. And so that brought me to Washington. But I had loved the camaraderie of being on a team yeah. and moving to literally Timbuktu all by myself. I was like, okay, I need a part of me that makes sense. And so I thought I was retired, but I was not retired, and, and then I, I made it on um, Seagals and I loved it. I made some beautiful friends there. I loved our time in, in Washington. My husband loves Seattle, but that's kind of what got us up there. Got you. So the backtracking a little bit, so you danced for the Gold Rush for six
0: seasons. Were any of those years, well, no, I'm not even going to track to act like I'm a football in terms of Super Bowl appearances and whatnot, but but you enjoyed your time there tremendously as well. It sounds like,
1: yeah, definitely. I my first year was with this is like going to date me, but that's okay. Jerry Rice and Steve Young were still on the team. Okay, yeah. well that's what I was trying to get. Yep. I was on yep. the team at the time because yeah, play. so that's yeah. that's back in the but day. Those years,
0: those are definitely good years. Yeah. So then, how did you segue into a coaching role, especially? professionally?
1: It just all happened. Um, like I said, I think I've always loved being on, on teams. I I think being a captain was the first part of learning how to be a leader on the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say my coach for the 49ers really kind of put it in my ear. She said, you know, later on in life, like she's like, I really think you should really consider coaching. And I think that always just kind of stuck in my head because first of all, positions don't really open up or if they do, it's, they just don't really open up. It's, it's like, Exactly. They're holding on to dear life. Yeah. And look, I'm holding on for dear life. So I get it. So I, I was like, okay, well maybe it'll happen. And I think as I was in my final years with Seahawks, I, I knew that same thing again, like you have that inner voice where it's like, I think you're ready. One, my body was starting to get really tired. Um, mm-hmm. you know, hair whips galore and, and everything that you do, I, I might break myself if I do those things now, but, um, I think that it just always stuck in my head. So as I was dancing for the Seahawks, I just was like, you know what? Let me just kind of look around w- what's happening. And I noticed that there was a Arena fo- Football League team starting in Spokane, Washington. Oh. The Spokane okay. Shock. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So I reached out to them and I was like, hi, I, you know, I have all this pro dance experience. I want to start your dance team. And I did it for free. <laughs> but they flew me up. So they would fly me up. Um, to go and choreograph and to go coach and be at the games and I just figured it was my way to like really kind of f- like figure out if this was something for me um, so that was kind of like I was dancing and then I was coaching and I was like okay I think I'm ready whenever a position opens up that mm-hmm. I really fi- find that this is something that I'm, I'm passionate about and really love and drives me you know Yay. and so lo and behold one of my girls on shock Tried out for Sonics and the coach had left. And so she was like, our coach left. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And I was still on Seahawks, but I was like, I have to, I'm just going to apply. Long shot. Why not apply? And I had um, a gentleman that was, I was working with on the shop used to be, I believe an intern for the Sonics. So he gave them a really powerful recommendation because honestly, I was green, like it's the NBA. I really didn't have any experience. Um, (laughs) But that goes to like, I feel like in anything in life, if you have good relationships, if you really work hard, because that's really a lot of what has trailblazed for me has been been my work ethic and just getting along with people and and really having pride in what I'm doing because that's how I was able to kind of move into these different roles is, is through relationships. But he gave me a great recommendation and they they shouldn't have probably picked me because I had no idea what I was doing. Now I do, but I did not know what I was doing then. Um, and that really was what opened the door. And it kind of just went from there. Oh, from there. So you we were with the Sonics all the way up until them leaving us, or? I was with them during the hardest years where literally no one was coming. And I would come home with like hundreds of tickets and be like, honey, <laughs> like, just hand them out to anybody. Um, please send someone to the games. Um, so it was definitely the time where you know, if you knew me, you probably could bring a whole birthday party worth of people to the games.
0: It's funny because those were, I think, what year did I move back? I moved back from the East Coast. It was 2006, I believe.
1: Wow. You. Um,
0: but, you know, I was at a law firm at the time, we practicing, and I just remember I somehow scored courtside seats. And I'm like, how is this possible? You know what I mean? Because I thought I was just super lucky, but there were some tough years. And then we lost them all together.
1: I know. How, the, how many seasons were you with them then? So I was with them for two seasons. So obviously they did the move and I was just getting married. I actually just got married before they moved and I wasn't going to go, but then I was really sad. My husband could tell, I, I think it was, I just started coaching. So he could tell like a part of me was going to be missing and yeah. I, I turned them down, but then they came back with another offer and I just looked at him and I was like, we have no kids, I know we just got married. (laughs) Let me just do one year, one year, please. And um, he's so supportive. I'm so like, there's no way I could be doing this job without my husband. We got married and a few months later, I packed my bags and I moved to OKC by myself. (laughs) Oh my
0: goodness, by yourself.
1: Yeah, because he had a great job in Seattle. He was also doing something that he was really passionate about. And we were just like, okay, we can do this. We're, our relationship is strong enough, we can do this.
0: Wow, that's really, really, really impressive. So then you go down there and you
1: start the dance team there. What was the market like in Oklahoma City in terms of pro teams? This was really the first time a pro team was in Oklahoma City and the auditions, I can't remember the number, but we had lots of people at auditions. Imagine, yeah. yeah. And, you know, OKC is definitely a different market. Um, there's no way the things that I do here in the Bay would ever fly out there. I never was a country dancer and you definitely have to learn that segment of, of dance style out there. But they loved the Thunder Girls. They loved our organization. I really feel like lucky. I feel like they allowed me to kind of, now that I look back on things, I didn't even, you know, and we'll talk about racial and social injustice and everything like we had a lot of dancers from the black community there because you have it out there, you know? So I I don't know, I just, I I loved my time. I learned a lot from Oklahomans. They are so nice and so just, it was weird like walking down the street and people are like constantly waving at you and you're like, hi, like me, I don't know you, but they're just very friendly out there. Um, The fan base, you know, they were really excited to, to have a team out there and, and the style you, you could get away with like pop and a little bit of hip hop but you definitely had to do a w- variety of jazz rock of course yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was a great time honestly I, I loved I loved it there it just looks fun there's something about Oklahoma City that I have just been
0: kind of like I would say intrigued by lately there's an account of um, I think it's called work movement or something like that but it's like a networking thing where they're dancing together oh, yeah. um, and you know, treating it as a networking opportunity.
1: I should totally. Wait, is this with um? like, are they dancing at clubs? It looks like it, yeah. But yeah. that's what, LT, Yes, uh, sorry. she's they one of my different. dancers. She, well, she was one of my captains. Oh my goodness. Shauna danced for me on Warriors, but she was also a KC Thunder dancer. But yeah, they put on events at like clubs. I think like they can, learn how to dance before the club opens. And um, and it's like like women empowerment and making them feel like, yeah, it's just like a fun time. Yeah, it's, it it's uh,
0: so fun. Like I would actually go to Oklahoma City just to kind of, I mean, just out of curiosity. And then hearing you talk about it, it I just can't wait until we're out of this space of not being able to travel as freely as
1: we want to. But um, but yeah, it looks super cool what they're doing. I love it. So yeah, how, what, fun. what brought you back home then? We had our daughter in Oklahoma, our <laughs> first Phoenix. We had her out there. I love <laughs> you know, honestly, the NBA schedule is crazy and we didn't have family out there. And so I think my husband just was like, you know, you did two years, we have a daughter mm-hmm. need help. Cause she's a kid and we have to keep her alive. So, <laughs> um, so we ended up moving back to California. It was hard. Honestly, I think, like I said, I feel like I feel lucky in this lifetime. And I say this a lot to be doing something that I, I know is my passion. And I feel like it's my purpose. You know, it's my purpose to be my the mother to my kids and and my family I adore. But I feel like I really found my purpose. And so I think taking that year off was really, really hard because it was just a part of me that I lost, you know. But then the warriors position opened up within one season. We had just bought a house too in SoCal and my husband's like, just go for it. I know, we're crazy. (laughs) We literally just bought a house like months (laughs) before the position opened up and my husband's like, go for it. And he's from the Bay. He's from Napa. And that's his childhood basketball team. And he's like, "Ah, if it works out, then we just, we move again. I love that
0: you have that support and just that kind of sense of adventure, right? Because all of this, you couldn't have predicted it and charted it out. I mean, that's why I just love hearing about people's journeys because for people who want, you know, maybe following someone's footsteps and they just don't really understand just how much the path is like a smoothly line versus just you do this, you do this, you do this. And then all of these things come automatically. But it's, that was fate. And like you said, it's your purpose to kind of get back to what you, what you loved and just having a supportive family, you know, to be able to balance it all. Cause I think that was one of my questions that I forgot to put down was just like the balancing act of coaching with such a strenuous schedule for the NBA.
1: Well, I mean, I think you do it. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, well, everyone does it. You know what? Yes, my life is hectic, but I mean, hi lady, you're like, you're doing so many, you're doing this vlog. you're working, you have kids. Like, you know, I think if you're just kind of that person with that mentality, you just, you just do it. You yeah. do it with love and, and, and
0: yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just a little magic that we all have. But I feel like with pro dancers and cheerleaders and just all dancers, I feel like that are part of the pro world and teams and understanding the time commitment. I just feel like we're almost like little superheroes because it's, it's a time management, but on a whole different level, especially with your, when you're juggling school or a job or both on top of the commitment of being on a team. It's just something that I think we do things that are just not even fathomable, I think to, I will not say normal people, but you know what I mean? It's just like a, a very well understood, like unspoken thing of like what you have to do to balance and juggle all of this stuff, but you do it and you figure it out.
1: 100%. Like, you just like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, we're the same. We just do a different activity. Like, it's just right. pieces to the puzzle, right? You know, it's, I think it's what I love about performers and dancers. Uh, this is also why I love your space. It's like people miss the mark with how remarkable performers are, how much they're doing with their body, like the mental stability to learn all these routines, to keep their time management, like, you know, they're practicing to the wee hours of the night. They're waking up super early to do a job and do it. Well, you know we are uh, not <laughs> yeah. just like 5%, like hundred to ten percent all locked in, you know, and you have to have every minute of the day accounted for. So hats off to dancers and performers. And if you are a dancer performer, you understand that mentality and you appreciate and you respect it. But I really wish people really understand. There's so much to it. And oh. there is some of the most amazing people I've met through this journey. Wow. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I know I went back and researching
0: captains for our pro dance team playoffs and I watched the video with, I think it was
1: business. Oh gosh. Oh, business insider.
0: There we go. I was going <laughs> to say business net or business wire. That didn't sound right. Um, thank you. But just with Hanny and you know, covering just the commitment of being on the team, I've just been wanting to, like screen from the mountaintops, just the attention to detail in terms of your work and role as a performer all those routines, like you said, and just giving your whole body to these performances, these practices, these games, in addition, like you said, to just being a high performer at work. You can have a job, but you have to show up and be your best self for that too. Again, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm in amazement and I just am really excited about our space because I think we all get it, but it's just like, I want the world to know that just that it's just really, really impressive. And when you see things like Dancing with the Stars and it's like, Okay, you follow these people for this very tight week and window, but that's the lifestyle day in, day out during season for these performers that aren't part of these teams. And so I just think it's something that I was like, I don't care if the season ended, we're going to start playing these performances back and having some fun just showcasing how amazingly talented these dancers are. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but oh, it just no, I just like, I love it. So much hard work goes into it. And that's just why I love at least showcasing how amazing everybody is. Your team's been doing very well, by the way, by the time this (laughs) (laughs) airs.
1: Everyone vote. I know. I'm I'm a little, they think I'm crazy. I'm like, I, you know, want to win everything. I'm crazy. (laughs) No, but no, but I love that you are calling attention to it. And I, it's crazy because watching the videos, I respect so many of the teams. Like I even respect like their coaches. Part of me want, like I tend to be wordy and I was like, I want to like, at their coach and to tell everybody about their coach and how amazing they are like, but then I was like, that's gonna get ridiculous. Um, but, but honestly, like when I'm looking at the videos and I do watch all of them, you, not just my team, like I watch them before I vote, but I do wanna say that the men and women that are leading these teams, some of them are the most amazing people that have helped me and we've helped each other through this process of evolving because ProDance has evolved and there's some brilliant coaches out there. So I think, no matter who wins, like, I think the fact that we're calling attention to this performance and this type of dance is valuable. So thank you for that.
0: Oh my gosh, my freaking pleasure. And I know that, you know, in researching, like I said, either the captains or the directors and coaches, you know, I know there's just so many jewels of if I had the pleasure of knowing them that are are not included in terms of the details of their bio or just things that I just love that dialogue and, and people understanding just how dope everybody is like I wanted to find more and I was like okay I'm turning into like a professional (laughs) here trying to (laughs) look up everybody's journey but some amazing leaders in the NBA and again like I said I'm just super excited to talk about your leadership are you kind of over all of the entertainment teams or can you talk us through your roles and
1: responsibilities wow it's it's changed this industry has changed and I really think it, it depends on how your organizations want to go with that change and pivot and mm-hmm. a respect and hats off to whoever and what way they want to do it. I really feel lucky with the warriors. You know, when I first started, we only had two dance teams. We had our junior jam dance team and then our all female traditional dance team. Gotcha. Um, okay. So now we have five performance teams and I, I definitely, I oversee all, all five. Okay. Um, and have been lucky since we've added more teams to add assistant coaches under me, because there's no way I (laughs) can be all over the place. I do. I try to be, but I am still one human being. So yeah, we have five teams. I definitely oversee um, everything, but I definitely have a great staff underneath me that supports that vision that Mm -hmm. our organization wants to have. And I don't know, there's so many layers. I I feel like I'm going to and boring. I don't know. No, it's not boring. Um, I mean, and I can definitely pipe in, but, um, so you started off with, you know, the, what do we call them? The Gold Squad, right? Yeah. That, so there okay. were the Warrior Girls. Warrior Girls. Okay. And they yeah. were rebranded to Warriors Dance Team.
0: That's you. Okay. I've and seen then, Gold Squad or something like that. It re- yeah. Once she had the Blue Crew, but so in, in chronological order then, um, what was the next team that you, that the
1: organization decided to add? Then they were like, let's have breakers. And I'm like, I know nothing about break dancing, but okay. Okay, I got this. Okay. Um, and so um, the Bay Area has a pretty good community of break dancers, And oh, my guys, I love them now so much. They are amazing. But so I just had to like figure it out. And so I went to the community and I was like, where's the best breakers? And I would just literally go to like their breakdancing practices and then kind That's of so cool. pick out people that I felt um, had the talent, but I also, I think what's key to all my teams is, is the individual person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so just getting to know different people in that community, um, precise is one of my captains now, he's been with me from the very beginning. Oh,
0: awesome. He kind of
1: helped me build it because he understands the technicalities of breakers. And so, um, that was about five seasons ago and together, uh, he took the art form of break and I taught him the pro dance in terms of like formations and not just individual tricks but how can we kind of like what you see in the dance shows now right like how can we layer in dancing with these tricks so it's more of a group performance Mm -hmm. and and it takes that pro dance kind of because it's on a court you're on a basketball court and right. so that's kind of how the breakers came alive and their love because they're such a different style of, of dance
0: yeah oh my gosh and then who, who joined next was it the hardwoods it was <laughs>
1: the hardwoods think, oh, okay <laughs> okay so here's what I love about our team um you know typically and they're all different you know they're they're all going to be very different they're all dancers but they're their style is all different so that you're the fan base can always kind of enjoy what the performance is. The hardwoods blew me away. So we wanted the hardwoods are going to be a novelty act. They are They're You know, you're going to look at them and you're going to be like, wow, that's inspiring. They're out there dancing. But what I love about the warriors is that they want to do things right. So it is novelty, but they want to respect them because they are dancers and performers. And so, um, when we picked the team, we added those funny and and silly elements, like the worm or just like different funny freestyles, but they are committed just like any of our teams to the cleans to being full out um, They are literally full of life and full of joy, and like every time they perform, you cannot help but smile ear to ear like you just can't because you look at them and you're just like, oh, that's inspiring, you know." Our, one of our oldest on the team, she's like 80 plus, can do the splits. Oh my gosh! Well, um, some of them are tumbling. Some like it's gosh. pretty crazy. So um, I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I
0: if I could do a whole other round or cha- like playoff of just the, the senior dance scenes in the league, <laughs> I would freaking do it. I would do that. I would do an all male crew. Um, but I just think it's it's something that I've been toying with too. Is just kind of showcasing. Just what's out there because I know a lot of people are probably learning that there are more entertainment teams under you know the umbrella, but but that dedication and just that that joy of dancing in a whole different way. I know I talked to Derek uh from Wizards about you know him forming you know his senior dance team, and it's just very much the same commentary of just like it's just on a whole different level the joy and passion and dedication and how committed they are and it's just so inspiring like i it just makes me smile thinking about it. Seriously. Oh, they're
1: inspiring. Like, honestly, I'm just like, I don't want to get older, but I kind of want to get older. I,
0: wanna, I don't <laughs> want right? to
1: be hard with classics soon. Um, <laughs> no, they're, they're so fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, joy is the best word I can say for them. They celebrate everything. St. Patrick's Day, everyone's birthday. Like everything, everything is celebrated. I think they just remind you to live in the moment and not take anything for granted. It's, it's beautiful. I'm so glad that we brought them on. Oh, that's so, and then the last audition was Blue Crew then, right? Yeah. Okay. So Blue Crew was, obviously, I think you've seen, there's been a lot of change within the pro dance world. And, and of course that's life. Things change. Um, and so in knowing that was coming down the pipeline pretty strong for a lot of organizations, I mentally prepared myself on having these discussions internally Because, you know, it was definitely a a hot topic around the league. And so in the end, and, you know, Derek was great. Michelle with Portland was great. I reached out to teams that had already started doing things. And so I just pitched the idea of we are the Warriors and we have this traditional element to our fan base, to our history. Um, But we also are in the Bay Area, you know, so they always want to be – the first to get there. So it was just like, hey, here's what we can do. We can do both. We shouldn't lose the dedication of the dancers that have been part of this traditional dance team and that history just to do it. You know, like why just blow it up? And Mm -hmm. so I think it was a very beautiful conversation of, of making them understand that you can achieve both. And so that was where the Blue Crew, the Warriors dance team is kind of the umbrella The Gold Squad is our female team that does every game. And then the Blue Crew performs with the co-ed feel with the Gold Squad as one Warriors dance team at like 15 games. So that's how we kind of allowed to have all of it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean,
0: they're so talented. I think we were messaging back and forth where it was like, I can't explain. Like the Gold Squad is obviously just dope in their own right. And then when you put the Blue Crew together with them, it's almost like this... I can't even describe it it's just this other level of explosiveness and they're and it's crazy but it's it's fascinating to watch i kind of only want to submit the combination (laughs) or just because it's so it's just so cool some really really cool performances and they just very unique in styles but they just gel so well together it just works i love the approach of figuring out a way to to celebrate all the different groups represented and everybody being allowed to do what they do best and sticking true to their style and I think it
1: just creates a bigger celebration right? No I think I think you really hit it like I think it just it allows well one it allows things to be unique and so when our fans are going they're like who we get what, what are we getting tonight? Anyway, yeah, Because exactly. the kids are oh my gosh they're very talented too I, and the, or is it like this joyful you know Senior Hardwood Classics? Is it these, like, hardcore dynamic breakers? Um, Is it just the girls? Is it the guys and the girls? Because that, like you said, adds, like, this, like, extra, like, energy and and power when they perform. So I think the Warriors, I mean, I am biased. Obviously, I work for them. I I think that they they did it right and um, have given me the support system to be able to create these kind of teams and performances.
0: And like you said, a staff that will allow you to just... (laughs) Have that some kind of balance out. in there but also just to be able to, to guide the other teams and you have amazing captains obviously as well oh so gosh.
1: yeah all of them. i like honestly my assistant co- we're we're a family like my assistant coaches we have our our leaders all have like different unique roles that are their strengths mm-hmm. which is why we kind of went with a bigger leadership team this year i think when you celebrate everyone's strengths That's what makes this program powerful. Like I'm there, but I, the reality is like, it's everyone from the assistant coaches to the captains, to all the performers, as if there's buy-in, that's where the magic comes in, right? Like I'm not out there dancing. I'm just saying, here's what I envision. Here's the choreographer. Here's your stuff, you know, go out there. But everyone has to have buy-in and locked in for that magic to be created on court. I think.
0: Mm -hmm. No, you're so right. You can tell the dedication and the commitment and maybe it's them are all locked around that vision of what it should look like on the court. Maybe I'm just like so into that video that I watched, but I can just see even in that short video, just like how everybody knows the right level that they want to reach for, for game day performances. And that just having that dedication where you're shooting for that at every practice, it's something that will give you that magic on the court. It's just when everybody knows that what they're aiming towards.
1: No, I agree with you. I think that's an important thing to actually bring in. That is the foundation of our teams. It is, that doesn't just happen. That's, no, no, it doesn't. We really go into the audition process and it's gonna get better. Obviously it's gonna evolve because I try to evolve every year and I learn and things like 2020 happen and that changes (laughs) your whole time, mind frame, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, when you're picking the talent, that you, it's a feeling, it's the interviews. It's not just their technical ability or their performance ability, it's who they are as people. Because Mm -hmm. our mantra is growth mindset. Our mantra is going full out. And I'm a hard coach. I'm very loving, I'm very loving and I'm very fair. Like I don't try to pit my dancers against each other. Like I really want them to know it's a fair playing ground because the expectation is for them to grow as just dancers and performers, but to grow as people from one another. So I think when you, you really focus on the type of people you bring on to, to the squads, and then you say, you're walking in that door, it's planned out, like I give you a whole schedule, you know, every like everything is planned way ahead of time. So they know their expectations. And it's like, you have to walk in that door ready to work because the person to the left and the right of you is gonna come in ready to work. And so I think that they're so locked in and respect the art form of dance on any of these squads that you hear them cheering for each other. It's not just that they're dancing for themselves. Like I love watching our videos because it's not just the dance and them being perfect because we take a lot of time. I'm so annoying, but it's okay. So it's all (laughs) my assistant coaches. were like, you need to look 45 degree. No, this is how insane. We're insane. We are. It's not fun to clean with us, but then the end product looks amazing. But we are insane. If you talk to any of my captains, they're like, oh, dear Lord. We clean so hard, but the team expects that they're always willing to grow and achieve their very best. Hopefully I'm making sense. So that's what I feel like. You see what you see because they like really want to do their best and they love what they're doing and they're in a space where they can do it without feeling judged pushed but not judged that's beautiful
0: yeah that's key and I mean I swear like for coaches it's an eye for like that kind of detail that I don't have I mean I'm I'm not like the average spectator that wouldn't be able to see that somebody was maybe a little bit off or whatever it just all looks great but um but you know just having that eye and attention to detail and knowing how you can push your team to get that extra level or that extra oomph and going full out. And I mean, that's just a, not everybody has that. I, I, I can say for sure that. It's
1: not great when you're like designing your house. Like I, like my husband put wallpaper up. He's like, please don't nitpick it. Like you do your teams. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just my brain operates that way. Um, but no, thank you for saying that. I just, I love these teams tremendously. Cause they're, I don't know. They're just so passionate. They're yeah. so passionate. I yeah. love it. Well, it
0: shows and it, I mean, it comes out in their performances. I'm going to pivot. I think that you really touched me during this summer um, when all hell was breaking loose and just trying to figure out with everything that was going on with the protests. And there was just so much and it was so quick. And I just remember feeling like I was flailing like, is there something I should be doing or what can I do? And I just um, really appreciate when you had reached out, when I had the town hall that I, I didn't even know if anybody was going to show up, but I felt the need to try to create some space where people can talk about what was going on and how it touched our community. And I just really appreciated you just reaching out. Just the fact that you reached out, I was just blown away, but it was really something that just stuck with me because you cared about the dancers and how they were feeling or what they were experiencing. And I've been probably a little too timid, but just in terms of wanting to follow up on that conversation, just because what I've seen you do from what I've observed from the Warriors dance team's Instagram account and social media, just the way that the platform has been used for the dancers in a way that I heard them saying that they wish at the time, and this is way back, you know, early in the summer, but what came out of that town hall was just dancers saying that they wished that there was that platform or that voice or just that concern about how they were feeling or how they were doing. And what I see with all the videos that have been on the Instagram account from your dancers, from the various entertainment teams speaking in their own voices about their experience. I mean, tears, like for me, I'm just uh, one that they were brave enough to, to speak their truth and to share so openly how they felt about everything and just that there was space for them to do that. So I just kind of open the floor to however you want to talk about it, but just like, That, to me, is a journey, a beautiful journey to come out of this crazy, horrid summer that we've had, and I would just love to share that with with the listeners here, because I think it's something that I know, well, I know it's something that people have wanted from their teams, and not all have been able to get that level of leadership or support, so that was a lot, but...
1: (laughs) Oh, no, um, I'm actually, I might get emotional with this one, so uh, I might take a while on this one. Thank you, Tony. Uh, So, let me preference this with uh, I just and I know people say this all the time but this is really wholeheartedly I I see people as people of course hi I know I'm a different color we're all different shades but um, to me I have prior to this and I've done a lot since then since this all kind of blew up and I was like what is happening in the world I've lived in a very sheltered bubble pro dance, happy life. My, you know, my parents are immigrants and they really kind of sheltered. I, I just, I didn't know, does that make sense? I didn't really know because I just, I pick my captains because they're the best leaders. You know, I pick the dancers because I think they're beautiful with whatever hair they come in, whatever shade they are. Like, like I said, I pick people because of the people they are. Mm-hmm. And I think when this all went down, I was in shock. I was in pain because as a leader in this space where you're affecting lives, um, it is important to have that honest conversation and a reality check, essentially. So when this went on down, I was like, what is happening? And then I started reaching out to parents of my dancers, to my dancers, to my friends of the Black community. And I was like, what, what's going like and then of course people are like yeah this 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 and I'm like I've been in your life for forever and I had Zero idea mm-hmm. And so after I had those discussions with people I'm really close to Because I wasn't ready to have it with my dancers because I, I had so much I was ashamed I was confused. I was upset with the world because like I said like I look at people for who they are You know what I mean? Like I just your energy I'm going to respect you, blah, blah, blah. And so I had reached out to the dancers, all my dancers, I text, but the dancers on the gold squad, because I'm with them the most, Mm -hmm. um, and the ladies of the black community specifically. And I said, I'm embarrassed. I don't know how to lead in this moment. I'm embarrassed because I'm usually the leader, right? And I said, I can't lead, but everyone's in pain, and I need you guys to lead if, you are willing to because I'm not going to put you like if you whoever if it's one of you if it's all of you Mm -hmm. uh, I want to create a space and I'm not going to force anyone to be on this call but I think it is important for you to lead us for whoever wants to have these conversations with us and then we ended up having a town hall with our team and holy moly did I cry and um I you know there's things that you don't even think about because you don't it's not like Nylons or the jazz shoe color or, say, or lighting. I didn't even. It's like, not like you're not, they're not anything that you were not intentionally trying to do. You know what I mean? But you just that's the shade you got. That's the lighting that's there. <laughs> I mean, like, but so many beautiful, or I didn't even know, like, um, one of our dancers by me where she wears her nat- hair natural. Cause I think it's bomb and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, other da- dancers came to our program. Like I had no idea. Um, and so they really like led all of us to really a better, the first step in the understanding of the process. Mm-hmm. And from that, Like I said, as a leader, like once my eyes are open to something, I can't shut them. I can't put blinders on. And so we just kept talking about like, what can we do and and worked with them to create a list of things that we wanted to accomplish or try to push through organizationally. Okay. Let's talk about the Warriors now. While this is all happening internally, the Warriors, and again, they've always been a top notch. They're always striving to be really good. But let me tell you and I'm not trying to toot their horn because it's an organization I work for. I've never, I would say with this, I've never been so proud, so incredibly proud with how they're handling it. They are really committed to making sure that we have a fight against racial and social injustice, like very committed in all aspects. Our pillars, let me quote it is, um, oh, wallet, heart, feet, and voice. And I kind of want to talk about those. Yeah. That's, that's a- our main pillars. And the I, so I go back to, and I don't mean to be cheesy about them, but they're literally, it is ingrained. They are pushing it strong into the fabric of our organization. So when I talk about like Wallet, I love our owners. I love, especially the wife. She like loves the dance team. She's amazing. <laughs> Just so much style, but I, I love her anyway. So I I, I digress. But wallet is one of the things that they're doing. Um, they're I believe it's like ten million dollars over the course of the next ten years. They're doing the first ever foundation to basically bring um, greater economic situations for the black community. Meaning like development and creating ways where they can partner with that community to elevate that community. They're doing voice, which is what we were able to as a dance team to the fact that I sent them an example of what I wanted to do for the testimonials and Uh they were like, run with it. They were like, it's raw. It's real. It's what needs to be seen out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, with their voice, like using our big following, we have like millions of followers and amplifying, not just our players, not just our executive and staff, but also our dancers. Like I cannot... I I never felt more proud that they were like, yes. And I I had to send all those testimonials up the ladder to the executives. And just the feedback, the positive feedback that we received was, when I, I, and I watched this back, I'm moved every time. I'm moved at the power of what they did. So the voice, the fact that they're letting us use our voice. Like,
0: that's what's so exciting from my standpoint, because I just think you know, and seeing the initial reaction of teams to kind of speak out and say, you know, or the players that got together to put together videos, or like you said, maybe some staff. And, but I just was, I was getting a little like, dang, where, why can't we be part of this, like, I'm still dancing, but why can't the dancers be part of this conversation? Um, Because there's just so much power and influence and just showing that their voices do matter and count that they're part of the organization. So just seeing and obviously the warriors organization i think has been a standout way before anything ever popped off this summer um just very first class in so many different ways and just a lot of respect i have for the warriors organization but i was just super thrilled when i saw that they were welcoming of dancers using their voice like that it, it's just something that just shows what's possible when and when the dancers are respected as true members of the of the organization because we're out there as ambassadors all day long and so it's like a perfect way to bring those voices to the table. So, I mean, I'm just, if you could pass that along, that there's just people out there that are super excited about um, just that level of support. I think it's amazing. Like I said, just floored and, and excited to talk to you about that because each video, like you said, was just so moving and you, you just never know what would touch somebody, you know what I mean? And, and maybe bridge an understanding and hearing it from all the different perspectives. And I was just fascinated in thinking of how that came together. So I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Yeah, no, no, they've been, Like I said, so just so supportive in so many different ways. Like I mean, yeah, that blew me away. I wasn't sure if they would let us. I mean, but they've empowered us to do a lot of things to be able to educating. You know what I mean? It's educating people. You're hitting a different group of people by using the dancers' voices, and they're smart and they have a voice that of reason and just like I mean,
0: like like, just like mind blown love that one i mean i loved all of them but like
1: no but everyone's gonna something's gonna speak different. to different people uh you know and that's why we want to also, ha- also have we also had like allies part of it as well like no i'm glad that it spoke to you it was very near and dear to all of our hearts i think our performers were really really excited about it but yeah the words have been great and I, there's just a lot of things that they've implemented even for us staff we've done like anti-racism training like a 70 week intense series Oh. they have yeah they're doing a lot of things across the organization to really make sure that there's diversity and inclusion on on all levels, and it's not just talk like it is a reoccurring theme that we are discussing all the time um, and so it's something that I definitely am going to be implementing down to my dance teams because it is normalizing those conversations so that we can have equity and equality, you know? Um, and so it's beautiful because it's like how I feel, but then to have an organization really stand by you and let your performers have that same voice, there's just, sorry, I know I can go out in the day. You can't be it, you can't be yeah. it, like you can't be it. it's, so it. it's so powerful. Did we skip a pillar or leave any of the pillars out? Yeah, feed is like, we're doing like stuff on like voter education and action and, and being, you know, out in the community. like silent protests and then heart is what i was saying like that's where it like hits me it's like everything that they're doing for us employees we have speakers that come and do town halls on Mm -hmm. on the topic um we've done like employee resource groups and they're really like i said i think on all levels they're trying to make sure there's that diversity or figuring out ways to make sure as we hire people on because there's beauty to having different perspectives you know they really push that. And so, like I said, I feel like very proud to be working for them at this time because they're definitely stepping up for sure. No, definitely. I mean, showing a wonderful example that I would
0: absolutely be thrilled to see take off both with the NFL all approach here. I mean, this threw everybody for a loop between COVID and and everything that's transpired this summer. Nobody was necessarily prepared for it as an organization, as leaders. Um, but just seeing how quickly you can react in the most positive way. And it gives me hope. I mean, there's not a lot these days that kind of gives you that ray of like, there's people that that have the right vision of what can really take us to a, to a better place. And I think sports touches so many, dance touches so many. I mean, let's be real, like dance is something and the arts in general that I think sometimes is not really appreciated as part of the conversation. You know, art can be very, very transformative in, in touching someone and, Um, I just think it's amazing that the Warriors organization has brought the dancers into that fold. And I just think it's just beautiful. I'm probably tongue twisted right now because there's just so many things. I I mean, I
1: feel the same way. Like I feel the same way. Like I, I think that's when they said yes, run with it. I, I mean, we had a bunch of things that we did, but like, I wasn't sure. It's a touchy subject. You don't know. Right. And when they said it was beautiful and raw and real and, and like, yes, go with it. I, I was like, I, I mean, I respected you guys. Now I like, like really, really, really yeah. respect you. And I think it was a healing space for our, uh, some of our dancers as well to get that out, to be able to try to affect change with their experiences or their thoughts on it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It, it I love it. I, yes, I, I, no, right no. Now, it's one person. If it changes one person's views on things, then we did our job.
0: Exactly. Cause I think what I was really heartbreaking, um, in the town hall that I held and just kind of hearing different experiences from people that were, you know, just writing in just that it, you know, this was something that was divisive on teams, unfortunately. And, you know, and what there's a lack of leadership or just any, maybe everybody's just grappling in terms of how to deal with it. But when there isn't just a cohesive effort to try to come together, even as a team, and I know that, you know, there was COVID and people weren't able to gather and maybe there would have It wasn't the right connection over Zoom meetings, trying to hit on some of these heavy topics. But I mean, it's worth the effort. And I just think, I just wanted to like amplify this as one example of what can come. I just think it's inspirational for the dancers perspective to hear about a leadership style, whether it's within an organization like your specific cheer team or just an organization on a broader level that you can connect with in that way that share the same values and that you can actually maybe consider that when you're thinking of who you'd like to dance for what team you want to represent who knows, maybe you're inspired to try to step into that leadership role on a team that you're on if nobody else isn't taking that role on. I just think it's powerful to be able to share that with people because I think there's a lot that can be learned of what's possible if you're willing to just have those tough conversations and normalize
1: them. No, I agree. I love what you said. Pick your dance team or your organization wisely. What organizations are not having these conversations? And if you don't care about these conversations, maybe that's the perfect organization for you. But if you care and it's important, there are organizations that even in this time of COVID, like I said, like the workers have really done a beautiful job. I've never felt more close to my organization, yet we're we're far away from each other. Mm -hmm. And we're in the space of live events and we're not having any live events, clearly. But they have, through this, didn't just patch it up. They found a way to create, kind of a a community of understanding and education so I think any organization or any dance team like if that's your mentality I love what you said like either push for that push for that change if you're in a company that you like or find a space that rings true to you because at, at the end of the day like you only have one life to live you should be in a space where you're really being cared for as an individual yeah and valued and I think that's something
0: else that I may as well say just that comes up, you know, just in conversations with dancers, like you mentioned it, you know, people being attracted to the Warriors dance team because of being able to see a dancer with braids or wearing natural hair. And I just think it's it says a lot. I mean, and I think people should be paying attention to, I mean, that's what I'm always yapping about, but it's just kind of like, it is a two-way street and you should look for there to be some commonalities or where you actually feel proud of, of who you're dancing for, that you feel like you're seen and heard or that you can raise certain issues or concerns, especially at a time like now, because if you don't, then, or at least that was what I was all up in arms about is like now's the time <laughs> to, to speak on it and just yeah. and have those conversations. But I just think this conversation is beautiful because people will see how it's done. You know what I mean? Like how you have those conversations within an organization, if there really is leadership from the top down in terms of just welcoming of this change. And I think, like you said, for those that are really, this is not important or it's not a priority or what have you. I mean, I think it's been apparent just based on the activity or lack thereof. But since we're talking about how people being attracted to the Warriors, I mean, (laughs) do you have any advice to, I saw that you have like a virtual um, dance camp going on right now. Like any, any words of wisdom for people who would be interested in joining your organization?
1: Um, You have to try out whenever we have tryouts at some point in our lives. Right. I would say, obviously, you have to have dance skills, Um, but for me, I think when you're going through the process, really show your authentic self. I think your authentic self will sell you even more than just your dance skills. I've taken a lot of dancers on this team that I felt their energy and their positivity, and and I saw their work ethic, and I feel like you really have to have that discussion with yourself as to, especially our team, some teams, they just want dancers and that's great. But I think you need a combination of dance skill because it is the NBA, you know, that alone won't get you on a team. So I think being your authentic self, being your humble self with a really a growth mindset is super important because I can sniff out when someone is all about themselves. Um, And then I would say, I always tell people don't get discouraged if you don't make your first audition, because I didn't mention this before. It took me, I think three or four years, many auditions to make my first NFL team. I didn't make it my first try. So I always try to tell people like, Hey, even if you're, you didn't make it in that first audition, use it as a learning tool and then self-reflect. What did I do really good? Mm -hmm. What did I, uh, there's many things I look back. I'm like, okay, that, the outfit was wrong. What was I doing? Yeah. I need a cheeseburger down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I have to like really be an athlete. You know, that's another tool I would say is like, it's not about being this image of a body that you think you should be, at least not for our team. It's being an athlete. So it's yeah. not your physique in terms of look. It's how you can be an athlete. Are you working out? Are you doing your cardio? Because these routines that Why? Uh, they are hard. Yeah, hard. They are hard. <laughs> they are running from one formation to the next formation, doing partner work, doing trick stuff. They are hard. So you can't go to auditions that are six, eight hours long and not, not have it. that. You yeah. need to work out. And it's not skinny. That's not the look. It's truly being an athlete and and taking this position seriously, I would say, so.
0: That is so well put, though, because I think, you know, when we get questions about auditions and advice, and there's so many audition programs and prep stuff going all over the place now, um, which is great, but I just think, I love hearing it from the director's mouths of, like, what it is that they're looking for, because the truth of the matter is to be able to give a level of commitment during practice time where you're running things, and it's not the game where you're going to have adrenaline and, you know, it's showtime. You have to have that same amount of stamina and performance quality for all those practices. And it's just thinking of it through that lens where you can kind of tackle those fitness goals and with a different mindset, because it's like, this is what you're training yourselves to be able to withstand hours one hours of practicing without it completely wearing you out or you know what I mean like where it looks labored as opposed to easy and fun and so I just think if people you know hear it in different ways it's like that's what you're really striving towards it's not like you said a body type it's really just having your body at its best so that you can withstand the rigor because it's just it's hard I mean it's a minute long but that's a lot going on in a minute and nobody's huffing and puffing and you have to bring that fitness game I just think that's how I'd like to think of it if I were someone wanting to audition. And I love what you said too, about just being your authentic self, because I think something that I've also peeped from just looking at different prep programs, I think everybody thinks there's a look, you know, or I don't know why, because there's (laughs) 16 to 18 or however many people on a team and everybody does look different. But I just think you really do want to show up as who you, are. I used to think, at least with auditioning for House, there are certain looks and you think that you have to fit within a certain mold. But I just think, especially now, I think we're in a better place where you can kind of show up feeling a little bit more yeah. confident about this is who I am. And
1: one hundred percent, I think people try to be something that they're not. And yeah. it, it doesn't translate. Right, so right. it doesn't translate. So I think don't worry about the other people coming. Worry about yourself your most authentic true self perform that's another thing about our team perform like no other like literally I always tell my teams heart and soul every time you hit that court if you give me anything less I will let you know yeah Um, yeah like heart and soul when you're auditioning heart and soul like um when you're learning the routine be locked in be full out every single time because coaches take notice if you're you're full out and you're locked in and you're you're positive with the people surrounding you. I pay attention. I pay attention how girls look at each other or guys look at each other. It's your competition is yourself. Um, And if you go with that mentality that my competition is myself and showing these judges that I'm the best fit for this squad. Like if you have that mentality, you give off that feeling, you know?
0: Exactly. If people could see us, we're both like, (laughs) oh. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate you sharing, you know, that advice because I think, I mean, we're in a chaotic world with virtual auditions and who knows what's going to be happening. But I think giving all of that and somehow having it translate on a video, perhaps if that's something that moves on, you know, post COVID or whatever we're dealing with, with the Rona, I just think it'll be something that you would want to make sure is in that video because- it's something that you can't get from being in the room. And like you said, kind of being able to eye people and how they interact with others. But, um, but you definitely want to shine and be your true,
1: authentic, best athletic self in these little auditions. Whatever team you're auditioning for, you should definitely do be doing their programs. To, one, to understand. like It's like interviewing for a job. Is this right for me? And then, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's also beautiful what other, or like other companies on the side are doing like if people are wanting like that year-round training that's that's great too but um if you're specifically thinking about a team I think you should be taking those teams prep classes absolutely
0: and it's been great because there's been so many classes from Instagram and like there's no excuse and that stuff's still up so people can (laughs) you know take the classes and and learn as much as they can obviously I think this interview to me sells so anybody on the Warriors organization like if you know hadn't hung up the pom-poms and I would obviously be like
1: oh. come on down to, the bay
0: <laughs> down to the bay but no thank you so much this has the been part. everything that I dreamed and thought it would be just hearing about your journey and just specifically with the Warriors and just how they've turned you know a really rough past couple months into something that's just beautiful and empowering for dancers are you <laughs> ready to drop it like it's hot <laughs> or did we decide that you want you had a funny story
1: to share? No, no, I'll go do, you want to do the rapid fire? Yeah. Okay, let's do it.
0: Ah, Unless you had a funny story. I think it's always funny to hear what sticks out in our memories as dancers. <laughs> of <So>, like <laughs> Moments gone wrong. But anyway, yeah, drop it like it's hot. We can definitely do that. All right. Okay. First thing that comes to mind, and I tend to ask them slow, so I'm going to speed up. Okay.
1: No, don't. Okay. <laughs>
0: What's your favorite style of dance? Ooh, hip hop. What's the greatest piece of advice you've taken during your dance career? Ooh. Ooh,
1: that's a good question. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I, I think it would it would just be to always like be full out. Full out in everything that you do. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've given to your dancers? That's a bonus one. <laughs> um I would say like don't ever settle for dancing less than with your soul heart and soul every single time you hit out in that court and then i would say the second thing would be don't give up on your dreams just because the door closes you yank that door open i think that's important
0: i love that yank it open like you said you only live once and you can't be passive about it exactly that's that door down okay who's your favorite musical performer that dances
1: Oh, Janet Jackson. Oh, okay. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) I'm obsessed.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, I take it back many years.
0: (laughs) I love her. I mean, let's be real. She was, you know, kind of the originator in a lot of ways in terms of, like, what we see others emulate today. So, cake or pie? Cake. Good answer. Favorite pizza topping?
1: Ooh. Okay. It's a few things. Is that okay? No, of course. Okay. So, my favorite pizza is pepperoni. And pineapple with jalapenos.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, you right. Okay, I'm, I'm a pepperoni and pineapple girl all day
0: long. Jalapenos is good though. It adds a little. I'm yep. a little when okay. it comes to spice, but yes, <laughs> you're not one of those people who are like, no pineapple on pizza. I can't with those.
1: Like, why? Why are people so opposed to pineapple? I don't know, but I love. It's my jam. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite place to travel? Ooh, Hawaii. Um, I love, I love Maui because I feel like it's the only place that I really can just like not be on devices and really disconnect from the world, but I love Europe, but Hawaii, I don't know why Maui every time I'm just, it calms me. Okay. I love that. I'm heading to San Diego for the same reason. <gasps> I like
0: my calming place. I'm where in San Diego?
1: Del Mar Beach. Anywhere in San Diego I'm happy. So that's where I want to move before I retire. I want to move out to San Diego. And- yeah, a dream. I
0: mean, I was born in Seattle, raised part of my childhood in San Diego, and obviously, oh, really? the best memories ever. Just perfect weather year-round. Like, so beautiful. I mean, Seattle's pretty too, but like the beaches, the the parks. It's my happy place. Like, yeah, I can't Let's move. Let's move down there in a few years. Exactly. <laughs> especially, especially now, I'm kind of like, let me escape mm. somewhere. Cool. Okay. Let me see if you could travel back in time. what period would you go to? It could be a decade. It could be a period of your life, an
1: age that you were. Uh, I would go back to like my pro dance years. I had the best time. Like we partied and literally seven days a week. I think that's what I miss the most is being around my friends all the time and around my teammates. There was just like that fun joy, like you know, and you're free when you're 20s. You're, like, not worried about anything. So, back yeah. advanced. Okay.
0: <laughs> I can definitely understand that. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a
1: mountain. Okay. I'm not <laughs> jumping from a plane. <laughs> I would pee my pants before I did.
0: I'm, like, neither. I'm, like, not, the, I'm I mean, not, I'm the not sure that. I'm
1: not. like You're giving me two choices, so <laughs> it definitely is not jumping out of a plane.
0: <laughs> okay, let's see. If you could live in any sitcom, which
1: one would it be? Ooh, I, the one that came to mind is Friends. Okay. No, or Sex <laughs> in the City. Sex in the City. Oh, that's a good one. Sex and the that's city. a good one. Let's go back there instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fashion, the, the cocktails, the restaurants. Yes. All of it. Friends, that's all good. of it. All of it. <laughs> if you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? Ooh. Okay, so there's an online store that I actually pretty much dedicate all my money to for clothes. I've had to, my husband says, put a kibosh on it a little bit, but um, it's called Vichy. Okay. And it's called, it's online, it's vichycollection.com, but they have great price points and really fun fashion.
0: Okay, put us on to something new. Mm-hmm. Last question, since it's October now and everybody's acting like Halloween's right around the corner. What was your last Halloween costume, or favorite Halloween costume?
1: Oh, I remember what we were. Um, first of all, we already started decorating for Halloween, because we love Halloween, yeah, I know. My husband's like, it was like two weeks ago, he's like, it's September, do you know that, sweetheart? I'm like, who cares? <laughs> it's almost Halloween. We're like a month, just a month away. Um, we were all Star Wars. Yeah, so I was, why am I forgetting who I was? I was Darth Vader and Ooh. my husband was a Jedi, and my, Princess Leia was my littlest, oh. and then what's the other princess, why am I forgetting their names right now, but yes, we were all Star Wars okay. characters, yeah. I love a family-themed
0: dress-up. <laughs> my kids will never be caught dead with a the theme going on for me, but I love Halloween. This year, I don't know what it's going to be like, but... <laughs> Are you going to
1: trick-or-treat or, treat or just do something at home?
0: Um... Yeah, the kids are so much older now. We didn't get any trick-or-treaters last year, uh, a year ago. So I doubt there'll be any now, unfortunately. So I'm not sure. My daughter mentioned she wants to do some sort of haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) Last year, was it last year? We did this, um, my first time doing the hate, what do you call that, cornfields? And... Oh, yes. When I tell you that I have never been scared of my... Freaking life, because they had people running around there with like the mass you know, and a chainsaw, a real yeah. chainsaw. Oh, was like oh, the scary, God, corn the scary yeah. cornfields. I um I was not okay. Like I just I just thought it was very real and I remember those movies when I was a kid and I just so anyway, we're not doing that, but my daughter loved it and wants to be scared somewhere. So I'm gonna drop her off. I think <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait for you in the car, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, <be> Mary. Um <laughs> Well,
0: thank you so much. I don't want to keep you too late. I just really, really appreciate this conversation and your time. And wow. I, I I'm kind of without words. I would ask you all these questions on here, but you've been an amazing guest and I just really appreciate you sharing the magic of being part of that organization. Like seriously, the warriors are doing it right. And please share all the kudos that for anybody that's wanting to listen, that this just it is actually making an impact in our space. Um, and providing a wonderful example. So, oh, thank you. I, I hope so. Everybody
1: needs to hear that, just let them know. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate again, like you're doing a beautiful job, like sharing the space to to the world and getting. You know, it's it's important. It's important for these stories to be heard and just for you to highlight the performers. Like for all these teams, they all work so hard, incredibly hard. And so, thank you for providing that space for everybody. I hope to meet you in person one day. Oh my um, gosh. When we can travel again, I will. I am so
0: into just, if my my dream would be to just be able to see every team, professional team perform in person. Like nothing would make, I mean, I'm obviously older and way far removed in this sense, but I just, I just really love, I really love our space. I think the teams are so talented. I think there's just something special at each stadium, arena, et cetera. And oh my gosh, as soon as I can come down for a game.
1: Absolutely. You have a ticket, you can come hang out with us behind the like.
0: When like you're ready it. to come
1: down, just let me know. I would oh. love to host you, for oh sure, 100%. God. I will take you up on that. 100%. Take up on that offer. <laughs> Let's get the
0: Rona going so we can get back to just having, like you said, live events. I can't wait for that day, obviously with us doing it safely, but
1: yeah. I miss it. I definitely miss it. I feel you. I feel you. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good night, hon. All right. Take care.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter, or on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.